Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, everyone. You're listening to Living a Courageously Authentic Life. We're coming to you live from Blog Talk Radio, and I'm your host, Jennifer Monahan. Before I jump into today's topic, I wanted to apologize for not recording a show for a while. Um, I've had some really major life changes uh, over the past month or so, and I'll I'll talk more about those and what I've learned uh, as I go through all these changes. And I'll talk about that in today's show and also in future shows because there's a lot of good, rich stuff coming forward for me at this time. But because of those changes, I am going to change the format of the show from a bi-weekly call-in talk show to a podcast. And I'll continue to promote the show through my blog, my Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, But I also wanted to suggest that if you want to be notified about upcoming and posted shows, please follow me here at blogtalkradio.com. And that way you won't miss a thing. I also wanted to wish everyone a very happy new year. Um, I don't know about you, uh, but January 1st feels like it was a really long time ago, and we're only about three weeks into 2019. Um, All of those feelings that we've had about it being a new year and a new start for our lives, I know for me, they've started to fade already, and I don't know if they have for you as well, but folks that I've talked to have said, yeah, it just you know, back heads down into the grind with work, into the the daily routine grind of, you know, getting kids ready for school or going to the office or or traveling for work or whatever it is. Um, You're not alone if you feel there, feel that way. Uh, In fact, according to research by Statistic Brain, at the two-week mark of the year, so January 14th, 31% of people have already quit their resolutions that they made on January 1st, and just over half of us make it to the one-month mark with our resolutions. Resolutions are really difficult to keep, which is why I have stopped making resolutions. A number of years ago, I stopped making resolutions, and I now focus on setting intentions for myself in the year ahead instead. And so today at our about three-week mark and almost to the one-month mark where about half of us will walk away from our resolutions, I want to talk about the difference between resolutions and intentions and why I think setting intentions is so much better and why they are more likely to be kept than resolutions. And I encourage you, if you are one of those about half people who have walked away from your resolutions, to think about your intentions instead for the year ahead and what uh, what you might want to commit to because we're still early enough in the year that you can accomplish it. So let me start off by saying that self-improvement, growth, and evolution are all wonderful things. And there are things that I think each one of us should strive to do so that each one of us can become the best possible version of ourselves that we can be. There's something about the new year and that clean sheet of paper uh, that it presents that causes us to look within and find those areas that we want to improve in our lives. And you probably went through this type of exercise, mental exercise, at the end of 2018 or on January 1st, where you said, gee, what do I want to do? And major resolutions. 
at the surface, resolutions sound like a great idea, right? They, they help us with our self-improvement goals. So we will tell ourselves, for example, as a resolution that we're going to finally lose that 10 pounds uh, that we've been carrying around with us for a while. Or maybe we say we're going to make it home for dinner with the family three times a week. Or maybe I'm going to write that novel that I have talked about for the last decade. Whatever it is, we set that goal and it's usually geared towards our self-improvement. And if we're really into goal setting, right, uh, for our resolution, we will make sure that our resolution is what is called a SMART goal. And the letters of SMART actually mean different things. So S is for specific, M is measurable, A is actionable, R is relevant, and T is time-based. And we do it so that we can conscientiously chip away towards our resolution and get the goal that we desire for the year. And you know, nothing against that. I mean, that's a good thing, right? Uh, smart goals and setting goals uh, are, are things that we need to do in life to make sure that we are taking steps towards accomplishing something. But the problem with resolutions is that they are so easy to break. We start off the year with the best plans, and, and maybe, you know, that first week, we're going to the gym or we're eating salads so that we can meet that resolution of losing pounds. Uh, or we rearrange our schedule so that we're actually home three nights a week uh, that first week of the year for dinner with the family. But then weeks two, three, and four of January hit. Work starts to pick up. And suddenly we've got several evening meetings that prevent us from leaving on time to, you know, have dinner with the family or go to the gym. And so we order pizza or even worse, you know, we, we go to the vending machine in the office and get a pack of M&Ms. And without thinking, you either scarf down those four greasy slices of pepperoni or you eat the M&Ms or you, you scrounge around and eat the cookies that were left over from the meeting earlier today. And you might tell yourself, oh, you know what, I'm going to start again tomorrow. Today was just a, a, a little hiccup, and I'm going to start again tomorrow. And you really do try, but somehow that clean slate feeling of the new year is gone when we have that first little misstep towards our resolutions. And somehow we start to feel that we failed, and that and that feeling of failure can grow, right, so that the entire resolution starts to begin to feel impossible because you messed up one week of the year and you didn't meet your objectives. The thing with, is that most resolutions are too narrow and we are almost doomed to fail unless we have an extremely high level of focus, determination, and willpower. Uh, resolutions are typically set up with a clear black and white mentality that don't give us much or any flexibility, right? And that is where the problems start. The other thing that I have noticed about resolutions is that they don't often address like the root cause of whatever it is that you're really trying to accomplish. Tend to focus on the symptom, if you will, instead of the cause of what's going on in your life. Intentions are different. Intentions are intentionally, broad in their focus, and maybe even a little bit vague. Uh, they're very much aligned with growth across the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual aspects of our lives. 
they tend to encompass a variety of paths to get there, which means that they are much easier to keep and to see changes in your life as a result of that. The strength of an intention is in their flexibility. And let me give you a couple examples so you can start to see the difference between a resolution and an intention. So one resolution, I mean, most people, I think this is probably the number one resolution that people have is to lose weight. So let's say your resolution is to lose 10 pounds. And you've decided that you're going to do that by eating salad every day for lunch. That's your resolution. Or you're, you know, you're never going to eat candy bars again for the rest of your life, whatever it is. That's your resolution. You, you've set it. It's going to lose 10 pounds. It's your goal. And you've set up very clear parameters. I'm going to do X, Y, and Z. An intention would be bigger than that. So the intention could be, I'm going to take better care of my health rather than just losing the 10 pounds. And when you say my intention is to take better care of your, my health, then that could include eating salads, right, or not having that candy bar. But on any given day, you could also choose to take better care of your health through other means as well. So perhaps one day you decide to take a walk at lunchtime and get in a little physical activity. And another day you choose the salad for lunch, while on a third day you might um, – Go to bed earlier so that you can get eight hours of sleep that night and take care of your health that way. All of these things and so many more, right, these are just a few examples, align with an intention to take better care of health. Each is an appropriate step on that path. So with the intention, you have the flexibility to connect with your body and feel what it needs most and act on that rather than boxing yourself into just one action. So let me give you another example. Perhaps you set the resolution to be home three nights every week so you can have dinner with your family. Again, great thing to do. Uh, family time is important, and dinner is one of those wonderful ways that, that you can see your family. But it can be really difficult with our busy work lives to do that every week, right, because our lives get crazy busy. When we step back and say, gee, what is the, the cause or the root of that resolution that was just made? Um, perhaps the cause is that you really just want to spend more time with your family and have better balance in your life that way. So if you make that your intention, then again, there are many ways that you can incorporate family time into your daily activities. So, for example, you could choose to have an at-home movie night with the kids or a date night with your significant other or plan on cooking together or volunteering to be a chaperone for the school trip. You can figure out how to spend more time with your family on a week-by-week basis if you had to, given, a, given what might be going on in your life, and do so and meet your intention, right? Uh, you do whatever feels right for you and your family. Another thing that I like about intention, in addition to the flexibility and the self-connection that they provide, is that they get to the true desire of what it is you want to cultivate in your life, as I mentioned before. Um, when you can get to that, tooth, that true desire, such as spend more time with your family, then 
you can, in fact, figure out many, many ways to do so. Now, the thing about intentions, and this is true of resolutions as well, is that they have to be something that you believe in your heart and want completely for your life. And the reason why this is true is because once you set an intention and start living it, I can guarantee you, you will be faced with some potentially tough choices every day. Uh, The way that you live and how you are and how you go through life will be challenged. And if the intention is a throwaway concept, just like, oh, yeah, this sounds like a good thing to do, but you're not fully behind it, you're going to feel that disconnect almost right away. It's also important that your intention is something that's positively focused and can grow, change, and evolve with you. And that's the beauty of intentions, right? They're broad enough, right? It should be broad. It should be broad enough so that you can continue going after it even as your life changes. And as I mentioned before with, you know, if your intention was to spend more time with your family, um, sure, dinner three nights a week is one way to do it. You can do it all these other ways. But as your life changes, let's say you get a new job or um, somebody gets sick or there's a, I don't know, something else going on in your life, you can continue to have that intention of spending time with your family, even as your life changes, you can adapt, right? Uh, So having your intention broad enough so that you can go after it as your life changes and yet focused enough that it serves as a guiding force in your life is what you want to get to when you set your intention. So it almost serves as your sounding board. And when you speak it and say, this is my intention, you're basically putting that out into the world to manifest, open doors, and bring growth to you. I'm going to share my own personal experience with intentions to you, and I'll just go back a couple years. So for the last two years, I've had the same intention. So for 2017 and 2018, my intention was to live my life with authenticity, bringing in passion, unapologetic fierceness, courage, freedom, love, and joy into all aspects of my life. Now, you know, what does that mean? When I made this intention, I really didn't know the actions I was going to take to do this, right? Because I have no idea exactly what it means to be courageous and fierce. um, And I don't know exactly how to bring the authentic me forward. But even though I didn't know how I was going to live my intention, I said it anyway because I knew it was something that was important for me. It had been nagging away at me, right? And it had been coming up over and over again. So I said, okay, let's set this as the intention. And then I committed to it. Now, what happened was when I committed to it, I began to question each decision and each belief in my life against whether or not it felt right to me. It wasn't that I sat down at the kitchen table and said, okay, I believe X, Y, and Z, and uh, my decision A, B, and C, you know, how does it, you know, how does this compare to this intention I just set? But as I went through my day and things were presented to me, uh, decision one versus decision two, or, you know, belief one versus belief two, I started to look at it through the lens of this intention. And so this idea of does it feel right for me really tied into the concepts of authenticity, right? When I'm authentic, I'm being true to myself. 
when I'm making decisions? Am I being true to myself? And I use the the concepts of, you know, did this decision or this belief bring me joy? Uh, did it invigorate me? Did it excite me, right? Did it, that's passion, that passion part of it, right? Did it, did it get me going in the day? And if something didn't do these things, I then started to ask myself why I was doing it, right? And in some cases, I mean, this is life, I decided to keep doing it even though it didn't align with my intention. And the reality is there are some things in life that we just have to do. So, for example, uh, we need to pay our bills. There's no two ways about it. We have to pay our bills. And while I could feel grateful that I had the means to pay my bills, paying bills was not something that brought me joy or invigorated me, but it's required to be a responsible and ethical member of our society. So, you know, that stayed. So things like paying my bills continued to stay on my to-do list, even though they didn't fully align with, you know, what I wanted to create for my life from this intention. But there were other things that I really began to question deeper because they didn't fit in with the, quote, responsible and ethical member of society bucket. And as I questioned things, I discovered that many things I was doing, I was doing either out of a sense of obligation or a sense of how things should be, or sometimes I was just doing it mindlessly because it had never occurred to me to even question it. So it was almost like I was on autopilot. I found myself starting to say why and why not a lot as I challenged myself on how I'd been living and thinking about this intention that I had set for myself. And I began to tune in more and more to what my heart and soul wanted for me in my life and listen to them. Which, as you know, if you've been listening to my, my show for a while, led me to make a number of changes, some of them quite drastic in my life. And I've talked about some of these before, right? I began questioning my day-to-day -day living and realized that my heart and soul wanted me to really devote time to my shamanic coaching and writing work. I realized that I would regret it if I didn't take the time to do this kind of work and focus on it, which led me to quitting my consulting job so that I would have the space and energy to really connect with my spirit work, if you would, that was calling to me. And quitting a job and a career that I had dedicated so much time and energy to and enjoyed, I mean, there's ups and downs with everything, but I did enjoy doing that work and was good at took a lot of courage and fierceness. There are those two other words from my intention, right? And I know that some of my family and friends thought that I was crazy to do it. Uh, my boss and coworkers uh, at my job did their best to talk me out of it. And I could have easily just stayed put. But that fierceness thing about being authentic kept popping up as I was going through this process. And I knew if I didn't give myself the opportunity to do this, I would not be being true to myself. It was a scary thing to do. I'm not going to lie. It was scary to walk away from my job, but I took a bunch of deep breaths. I meditated. I reflected on what my heart wanted, and I did it. Once I said yes to devoting dedicated time to my spirit work, other things began to come up and open up for me. And I think that's the beauty of intentions, right? I have this intention to live courageous and authentic with fierceness and passion and love and everything. And when I say yes to that, then more things come up. So enough people told me that I should start, that I should record an audio version of my book that I started to consider it. 
And in all honesty, I wouldn't have considered it if I was still working full time because I would have told myself that I didn't have the time, right? I went and I did the audio book and the audio book then opened up the door for conversations about having a radio show, something that also wouldn't have even been on my radar screen and gave me time to go to Guatemala for a vacation for a week. Being in Guatemala for that week vacation opened up another door for me that was so far off my radar screen that it felt absolutely crazy even to me and people who know you know me well would tell you that I'm a pretty crazy kind of person when it comes to doing things. Um, and that was putting everything I own in storage and traveling around for a year. And as I explored that thought and whether or not it aligned with my heart and soul, understandably, a whole host of fears came up around safety and security. I had bought into the belief that if I had a, quote, typical home, I would be safe. And giving up the concept of a typical home would open me up to all sorts of risk. So would I be able to juggle my spiritual work while not having a set home base? Would I be able to find a place that would be willing to rent to me with a gap in my rental history when I was ready to settle back down again? And, you know, the big one was, what if I ended up being homeless? These were all the fears that I needed to overcome in order to do exactly what was nagging away at me in my heart, uh, exactly what was aligned with the intention that had come up for me and was just so encompassing for the last two years. And, you know, what my heart was saying at that point, at the beginning of 2017, was, you know, to have a life on the road for a year, to travel to places that appealed to me and to get to know those places better. And with the fears, I did my best to address each of them, but ultimately I realized, realized that the fears were always going to be there, right? There are, I don't think our fears ever fully go away as much as we get uh, mastery over them and they start to diminish and go into the background. And I realized if I truly wanted to live authentically and with courage, I would have to trust my heart's desire for me and my life and just do it. Now, there were so many other openings that happened in my life once I committed to living authentically that I decided to extend that intention through 2018 um, because it was obviously a time of big changes for me and big growth and lots of learning. And the gifts that have come to me as a result of me connecting to and, and listening to my heart have been immense. And I will tell you that I do not regret a single moment or decision made over the last two years around setting and then going after that intention and living that intention. Um, these past two years have shown me that when I listen to and trust my heart, doors will open, things will come together, and my life gets even bigger and goes out in directions that I could never have imagined. And I am truly, truly thankful for that. So if you've been listening and you're saying, gee, well, how do I how do I go about with intentions? I, you know, I had resolutions, but what do I need to do to go about setting an intention? What I would say to you, one of the first things I would suggest is that you spend some time looking at any resolutions you have made and see if there's some themes to them. Um, so, for example, are all of your resolutions focused on one area, such as physical health and well-being or um, family time or um, things that align with better taking care of yourself spiritually or mentally or whatever, right? If you can find a theme in your resolutions, 
that could be a clue to what it is that you truly want for yourself. Now, if you're having trouble finding a theme, spend some time asking yourself why for each of the resolutions that you have set. And keep asking yourself why until you get to, I'm going to say, the cause, which could then become your intention, right? And you'll know you've gotten there when the answer resonates strongly with you and you feel it in your heart, right? You might even feel or hear a quiet yes um, bubbling up in your soul when you finally get to kind of like that root cause. So let's just say that you had set an intention to lose 10 pounds and you start asking yourself the why questions, right? You might go down a path like this. So my intention is to lose 10 pounds. Why? Well, I want to look better. Why? Well, I really, it's not so much that I want to look better, although that's a nice thing. I really want to feel better about myself. Why? Well, I want to stop feeling tired and worn down at the end of the day. Why? Well, I want to have the energy to do the things that I want to do in my life. I want to be able to live life as I want to and do so as whole and complete and as healthy as possible. Well, that could be your intention right there, to live life uh, as whole, complete, and healthy as possible. Then, as you go through your day and are faced with decisions, you can ask yourself, does this action or decision allow me to live my life as whole, complete, and healthy as possible? And that's how you make your intention part of your daily life. Now, what happens if you don't have any resolutions as a starting point? Let's just say you're one of those people who says, I don't believe in setting resolutions, but this idea of having an intention actually appeals to you. What I would suggest then is that you start by spending some time in meditation, uh, connecting to your heart, uh, or doing some type of channeled writing exercises that focus on answering the question, what do I want for my life? What do I want my life to be? What do I want to bring forward in my life? And as you think about these questions, what do I want for my life? What do I want my life to be? What do I want to bring forward in my life? You'll notice that these questions move beyond wanting, say, a new computer or finding necessarily a life partner. And they really push you to really think deeply about what you want to cultivate in your life. The computer might be a symptom of you wanting to connect more deeply with others who live far away from you, for example, and the life partner might be a symptom of the type of love you want to cultivate in your life and the world around you. So spend some time in meditation or connecting to your heart or channeled writing um, and see what comes up for you when you answer those questions. Another way to identify an intention, and this is an intention that aligns with your life purpose, is to ask yourself this question. If I could give one gift to every person in the world, what would that gift be? And when I do this with clients, I I challenge them first to connect with their heart, do some breathing to just clear their mind so they're in a good space. Um, And then I say, whatever comes up for you first, write that down. Don't overthink this, right? Uh, Write down whatever it is that comes up first and then spend time reflecting on what what came up for you and answering, you know, from your heart space and getting insights about 
why this thing that you want to give to everybody in the world is important to you, right? This thing that's important to you is not only a possible intention for your life, uh, so how can I cultivate more of X in my life, but it's also aligned with your life purpose and passions, which will give you the drive to actually act on it and make it part of your daily life. Once you have your intention, um, write it down, put it someplace where you can see it and read it aloud daily. So when I wrote my intention to live authentically, I put it on my home altar and I made a point of reading it out loud every day as I did my morning meditations. And this reminded me of what I wanted to create for my life. And it kind of calibrated me and provided the direction I needed for my day. And then it's time to start living it, right? So situations, as I said, are going to come up. Opportunities are going to come forward. That nagging voice in your head will remind you of your intention because you've been training it by speaking it out loud and reading it. And your need to be open, say yes, and take action will be the next thing for you to do, right? So when those situations come up, when when the opportunities come forward, you being open and saying yes and, and committing to take action is what's going to allow you to make the change. What you'll also discover is you'll have a greater clarity and a deeper sense of peacefulness as you go through your day when you're aligned with your intention. Now, I shared with you all my intentions for 2017 and 2018. I have a new intention this year. I'm changing my intention. And the the general idea of my intention this year is around balancing and combining the spiritual aspects of my life with what I call the practical real world aspects of my life. And real world includes my work, uh, my personal life, my relationships with others, volunteering, etc., What's been coming up for me over the past few months is that um, while my spiritual work is amazing and helpful, and I love doing it, it's not complete unless it's fully integrated into the more reality and practical ways that we live uh, our lives day to day. So these past two years have really deepened my spirituality Um, They've allowed me to focus 100% on shamanism and coaching and really connecting. Um, And they've allowed me to trust more and more in the universe and and what my heart truth is as I go through life. Um, I almost visualize these last two years, now that I'm looking back at them, um, as a a retreat almost, right? I I, I separated myself, not 100%, but I separated myself quite a bit from the, quote, real world, right? And these last two years have been my life lesson, right, Um, around trusting more in the universe, connecting more with my spirituality, connecting more with my heart's truth. And as a result of this lesson, two years later... I can connect much more rapidly and easier to my spirituality and my heart and bring my inner wisdom forward as I go through my day to day. But as I said, it's kind of like I was on a retreat, right? I've been doing this in a vacuum. I mean, for anybody who's ever been on a retreat, you know how wonderful it is. You go and maybe you're on a soul quest 
retreat or maybe you're doing a yoga retreat and it's amazing. You you go and you're focused solely on that and you feel yourself growing and evolving and learning new things. But then the reality hits, right? You have to go back to your day-to-day job and your day-to-day life. And what I realized is that I've gone from one end of the spectrum where I was very focused on, you know, I'll call it the reality of life and the practical aspects of life uh, with work and my family and relationships and all of that and friends. And then I went all the way to the other end of the spectrum where I was living a, a purely spiritual life with very little, quote, practical life aspects. And what that little voice has been telling me over the last couple months was that it's time now for me to bring these two together and live a balanced life between the practical real world and the spiritual aspects of life. So just as two years ago was really about me fully, you know, coming out of the closet about my spiritual life and living that deeply and fully and authentically. Now for me, it's time for me to practice that spirituality in the real world. And that combines, you know, the business working world, my relationships with friends and family, and everything that I do and that we all do in our real lives, in our day-to-day lives. Because I've been saying yes for so long and being open to what it is that I need to do to be authentic, and really this year's intention is just the next level of me being authentic, it's probably no surprise to anyone who's listened to me that a door opened for me almost immediately to allow me to take my authenticity and my intention to the next level and fully integrate all aspects of me together. My old boss reached out to me and said, hey, why don't you come back and work for us? We'd love to have you come back. So I spent some time with this, and I really connected to my heart to see if it felt right. And it did. It it felt amazing as I considered going back to work and and doing consulting work. Um, And then I connected with what would need to change so that I could be balanced this way and not just um, fall back into how I was before my two-year retreat, right? It was important that I had both aspects, my, my, my spirit aspect, my shamanism, my coaching, my, my writing and everything aspect integrated and part of my day-to-day living and my day-to-day life. And I realized a few things, right? One, I needed to be completely open about my shamanism. I wasn't going to keep aspects of my life compartmentalized out of fear that parts of me uh, would be rejected, Right. Prior to me going away for this past two years with this intention, I had kept everything very separated. And um, I think there was only one person in all of my consulting firm who knew that I did shamanic work because I I just didn't blend the two. But it was important for me to be open about it. I realized that my heart would be unhappy if I hid down who part of who I was. I needed to bring all of me forward. So when Human Resources asked me for an updated resume, I actually included my shaman work on it, right? And just like, I'm putting it right out there. Number two, I would have to be very clear about my boundaries so that I could remain connected to the things that I'm passionate about and I could replenish my soul on a regular level. So for example, I would need to find a way to remain involved in the board of directors meetings and activities for the Children's Center here in Guatemala. Uh, that I'm part of. I would also 
need to make time to continue to do my spirit work and my shamanic work and coaching with my clients. And three, I would have to be able to continue to make Guatemala and my house in Guatemala a regular part of my life. My original intention when I built the house was that it would be my spiritual sanctuary and it needed to become and remain that way for me if I were to go back to living in the real world. So those were the things that I I weighed and thought about uh, when when my old boss suggested that I come back. And after a lot of consideration, I said yes. And as I said yes, again, aligning with my intention around this balance, additional things opened up for me. So first off, uh, my firm asked me if I would live in Houston instead of San Francisco. And I'm not that familiar with Houston. Uh, It's kind of a new city for me. But there's one very important thing that I do know about Houston. It has five direct flights to Guatemala City every single day. And those flights are only about two and a half hours long from from Houston, which means I could easily spend weekends or uh, vacations as needed in my Guatemala house. It'd be simple to get to. And the role that they hired me for includes consulting. I mean, obviously, that's a big part of the job, but it also includes me being what they call an innovation leader, meaning that I'll be writing and uh, writing about innovations in, in different areas and presenting at conferences. And these things are important to me. And they have this new program that encourages people to bring all aspects of themselves to work, which is super important to me because, as I said, I do not want to compartmentalize myself anymore. Um, And and it's become very important at the firm to respect personal time for things you're passionate about. So all of this stuff was music to my ears uh, as I was considering whether or not I would go back to consulting. And then ultimately I did say yes. So this past month, getting to why I have not had a podcast for a little while, has been one of transition So I've said yes as things have come up to me and opened up. Um, I'm transitioning now from, you know, Guatemala into the United States. I'm transitioning from 100% spiritual life to a balanced real life versus combined with spiritual life. I'm transitioning to working solely for myself, to going back to corporate America and working that way. So there's been a lot of things going on. And um, it's going to be interesting for me as I live this and bring it forward and do my best to have that balance between two parts of me that are opposite ends of the spectrum that I love and am passionate about for both both ends, uh, bringing them together into my day-to-day life. So I'm going to be sharing my journey on this and my intention for the year. I'm going to be sharing this in future shows. Uh, as well as other topics as well, um, so that you can hear my ups and downs as well as what I've learned. So stay tuned for updates. And if you want to learn more, uh, visit my website at spiritevolution.co. There is a ton of materials there about, you know, living courageously, living with intention, uh, overcoming fears, etc. There's articles, there's old shows, there's blogs, etc. And if you're ready to start living your life, check out some of the services I offer, including individual shamanic sessions in my online course. Uh, you can also download my free ebook there, and that will help you on your courageous life path.
I look forward to having you join me in my next show. And as a reminder, sign up here on Blog Talk Radio to follow my shows so you can be notified when my next show comes. Have a great day.